Welcome back to the Genuinely Speaking Podcast. I know it's been a while since um, we've connected here again, but with the last 10 episodes, they were pretty heavy with some fun in there, and it kind of felt like 1 through 10 was one chapter of the Genuinely Speaking Podcast. And when I had completed that 10th episode, it felt as if I'd closed that chapter and have prepared myself to open up a new chapter of the Genuinely Speaking podcast. I did feel that it was important to give myself and you guys a break from the heaviness and for things to settle and I'm really looking forward for what's to come for the Genuinely Speaking podcast. So without further ado, welcome to episode 11. In this episode, I am doing an interview with Anna Marbrook, and you'll get to hear about her amazing film, Loi Mata, The Sweetest Tears, and a bit of other things in this episode. And so, without further ado, let's get into episode 11. Half a day, Anna. Thank you for coming on to the Genuinely Speaking podcast. Um, I know why I have invited you here today. And so, for my audience who doesn't know yet, could you please give us a little bit about yourself, who you are, where you're from, and what is it that you do? Oh, half a day, Clarissa. It's wonderful to be here and... I'm a filmmaker and uh, I'm from New Zealand and I've been making films and television and theatre um, really since about 1990 mm. and I live in New Zealand and I'm here currently for the Guam International Film Festival. I've brought my film Loi Mata, The mm. Sweetest Tears here um, to be part of the festival. Yes, yes. Um, this is the reason why I brought Anna here to the Genuinely Speaking podcast. Um, I was told about your film in advance by Miracle McGull and Dr. Laura. They both suggested it to me and they're like, you should come on this night because we really think you'll enjoy this film and you'll resonate with it. And so I made it a point to go and they were 100% correct. Um, I was very touched by the film and um, it touched on a lot of things that I had learned in my process and my healing journey and with the shaman and so um, I don't want to give anything away and so I'd like to ask for you to um, give the audience um, whatever you feel you want to share about your film and um, what it's about and the process of it. So. Um, mm. Yes, it's, the film um, chronicles the last months of Lilo Emma Siope's life with her family. And Emma, as we call her, uh, was a great um, waka builder, or builder of the ocean-going canoes, mm. and also um, captained the canoes across the South Pacific. Mm. And she... Uh, was really quite a remarkable woman. She'd had a very tough um, start to her life mm-hmm. and had um, experienced abuse and had experienced homelessness. She'd lived on the streets and 
Um, and yet through um, this voyage, the voyage of Loimata, her and her family find a way together for healing. And they do this in a really kind of um, layered way. The journey of the film follows them as they retrace their footsteps back through their migration from Samoa to New Zealand Mm. in the 1960s. And then they go back eventually to Samoa and to their family land and to the paternal and the maternal homeland. Mm. And along the way they meet up with family members they also are taken to meet some of the voyagers that have helped Emma find that healing Mm. so in in some ways you know the themes of the film have a kind of darkness about them Mm. in that they do look at breaking silence and silence around abuse and lifting shame Mm. you know shame around um, the abuse that happened But Emma, because she is a voyager and because of who she is, Mm. um, for her, it's about taking her family on a journey into the light. Mm. And um, when you look at the film, you start to see how she's weaving that Mm. around her family. And I think in many ways, it's kind of her parting um, gift to her family is to help them together navigate their way to healing and to do this in a way that makes them stronger as a family and connects them more strongly to their um, their history and their culture and yeah I definitely agree with that I I also felt that um, from watching the film it did feel like it was a gift from her to her family and also to whoever needed it or needed to see it and to receive it um, so another thing I wanted to ask is, um, how did you come across, um, make, or how did you come about making this film? Because I, I know personally it wasn't meant to be this type of film, correct? Correct. Yes. When Emma's a, uh, was a friend of mine, mm. um, over a number of years mm. and, when she was starting to get quite sick, mm. um, I became very aware that she she was one of these kind of um, knowledge holders, mm. and um, and that if she passed, some of that would be lost, mm. and um, and that I, I really felt that I just wanted to capture something of who she is, mm. you know, so we could remember her and. And some of the things that she knows that mm-hmm. are really important for us, for us all. Um, and so that was initially where we started was mm. was doing that. But Emma didn't didn't really want to do something that was about putting her on a pedestal or or aggrandizing her achievements or anything like that. She she wanted to um, get into action, mm. and she wanted to do some things for her family and for herself. Mm. And so, in a sense, she started driving mm-hmm. <laughs> where the film was going. Yeah. And, you know, our, the team, the filmmaking team, it was our responsibility to, to rather than try and create something that we thought it should be, to actually follow the process, which is often the, the heart of what a documentary mm. is, or this kind of observational democracy. Uh, uh, documentary you know that's 
the nature of it is that you're following something that's happening live. Mm. So then at any point, um, I guess, did you ask her if she wanted to take it this direction or was it just something that unfolded? There were conversations at every point. Mm -hmm. So there was a lot of conversations before we started and a lot of seeking permission Mm -hmm. from the family. And then when the, um, for all of us, seeking permission from the voyagers that we could include some sections in the film that Mm -hmm. were on the waka. Mm -hmm. Um, And then as each turn happened, Uh, we had to go through that process again. Mm. So, you know, we initially weren't intending to travel to Samoa, but Mm -hmm. it became evident that we needed to go back there. Mm. And we weren't initially going to visit some of these sites because the film traces the family as they go back to the sites, Mm -hmm. the sites of abuse, the sites of of hope, the sites of ancestry. So... Um, each of those points needed dialogue Mm. and there was a point in the film where there is a big open conversation with the family and at that point it was such a profound moment for all of them that we stopped filming for three months Mm. just so they could kind of regather and reconnect Mm -hmm. and then again the conversation can we move forward Mm. so I guess at each way and then that that process went through into the um editing Mm -hmm. so of showing the film at different stages and talking to the family about how explicit they wanted things to be Mm -hmm. um, and how much we we, we were going to share of their story Mm -hmm. and at each point they actually largely encouraged us Mm. to um, to continue okay Um, so with uh, I do find that um, Emma is a a great bearer of knowledge just from um, watching the film. Um, there's a line that she said that really hit home with me because it was something that I've learned along my healing process as a survivor of sexual assault. Um, one of the things that I innately knew in order to free myself was that I had to forgive the perpetrator. And further down the line, I learned that hurt people hurt people. So, um, you know, the perpetrator is not usually made that way in an instant. It's something that is accumulated over years and years of pain or suffering, um, whichever their experience is. And so, Emma connected directly to that and that really um, lit more of a fire in my heart I feel like and under my butt to get these types of things going again um, because um, it's important for uh, our society to remember that um, you know these things don't just happen because someone is innately evil or wants to hurt someone it's usually because it's inflicted on them and they have no way of coming out of it and so um i want to ask is there um, other than what was on the documentary is there a a bit of wisdom or a nugget of wisdom that emma has given to you that you hold to yourself or to your heart 
mm. that you don't mind sharing? Yeah, there are lots. Mm. There are lots of nuggets. Um, yeah, it's a really good question. There's lots of nuggets. Um, I think, I think one of the things that really struck me in the making mm-hmm. was um, shame. Mm. and how according to the family um, people who've experienced um, sexual abuse generally Mm. experience shame Mm. and um, blame themselves Mm -hmm. and that was quite um, uh, uh, eye-opening for me that internalization Mm. of shame Mm -hmm. and blame Mm-hmm. And I would have thought the blame would be more outward directed, um, but when they investigated as a family, they they were able to identify that that deep feeling mm-hmm. was um, something that really needed to be lifted. Mm-hmm. Um, and I found that really quite amazing that that and how difficult it must be if you've been through that, that you then have that feeling towards yourself. Mm. Um, I would have thought it would be more outward-directed anger, and and I'm sure that's a part of it, Mm -hmm. but just that it would get so um, interior. Mm. And um, so I I thought that that was very brave, that the family were able to name that as shame and mm. something that they'd internalised. And Emma was very, very um, clear mm. that that's what needed to be lifted. Mm. And I think she managed through the visiting of, of this historic route mm-hmm. of that at Loimata mm-hmm. itself, at the site that is called Loimata. I mm-hmm. think that they actually managed to lift that shame Mm -hmm. and I found that to be um, very moving and very hopeful Mm -hmm. you know that shame can be lifted Mm -hmm. Um, and I think that's a real jewel that Emma's given me is is that belief and that experience of shame being lifted Mm. and you know Emma was was such an extraordinary woman mm-hmm. that right up to just before she passed, she was reading books mm. and thinking and talking about forgiveness. Mm-hmm. You know, she was reading um, Desmond Tutu's book, okay. um, and, and she was really questioning herself mm. and her own um, uh, role mm. in things, and mm. and really, she really wanted to to go to her death. And, and um, um, healed. Mm-hmm. She didn't want to carry that with her, mm-hmm. and that was also very um, inspiring for me. That you know, sometimes we think death's a defeat, mm-hmm. or we think it's like a not a good thing. Or, mm-hmm. of course, it's not great when people we love die, and mm-hmm. you know. But death is a, a is a fact, mm-hmm. and and we can really choose how we. If, if we know if you have cancer or something and we know that this is it, we can really live um, uh, and, and, really, and really die in, in kind of victory, you know, the real sense of victory. Yes. And having really um, 
completed a beautiful life. I really felt that with Emma. Mm. And that's a very big gift um, for those of us who, you know, we think, you know, what what is this? What is death? What is it? But mm-hmm. she really showed very beautifully that um, one can live fully yes. until the last moment of your life. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a, also a very big mm. gift that I've received. So there are many more, but those are the two okay. things that really struck me when you asked that question. Mm, thank you. Mm. Um, one other thing that I really appreciate about your film is that um, one of the things that I've learned um, in studying trauma is that um, it can get passed down the generational lines through epigenetics. And so it, it's essentially, uh, you know, our, our, our nervous system, when we are in a traumatic situation, goes into either fight, flight, or freeze. And so one is, of course, you fight back and you get away. The other is you run away and the freezes when you're stuck and uh, unfortunately when the trauma happens to the individual. And so if the individual has the means, um, has the community support in order to heal from the trauma and to allow their nervous system to complete the action that it wanted to take, it allows for um, that marker of trauma to be removed from uh, generational lines further ahead. And so um, seeing uh, Emma do this work and having it captured on film and seeing how um, it also affected the family because um, from my understanding, you know, if we have that marker and we receive the trauma, it's also because our ancestors have had it. And so none of them had the space to, to heal from it or to integrate it and to to remove that marker. And so it's essentially the next generation, the one that is present, is the one that is being asked to do the work in order to heal the trauma and the family lines. And so it's really beautiful and so inspiring to see that um, another individual oceans away is able to to know this and uh, deeply and innately know that this is something that she needs to do and do it with her family so that way the parts that are within them are able to heal and to be extracted or integrated so that way the next generations, their children can can thrive and not have to repeat the cycle of trauma. So I really, I, I'm really hoping that your film is able to get a widespread and um, you know uh, be seen by many people, so that way our Earth community can become that trauma-sensitive, trauma-aware community. Mm, so. Yeah, that's beautiful to think of. Um, uh, it's beautiful and sad to think about how those things are stored, that trauma is stored. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's that's tough to mm-hmm. think about that and to hear you talk about that, yeah. how challenging that is, that it's it becomes intergenerational, it's passed down, mm-hmm. and that has to be relived in some shape or form. Mm-hmm. And it's wonderful also to hear in, in terms of your work, mm-hmm. you know, how you're working directly with releasing mm-hmm. that and actually working very consciously with releasing that. And I'm thinking that is a really powerful thing for 
for those younger generations, for the next generations, mm-hmm. to be able to walk free of that, mm-hmm. you know, because those are burdens sometimes, you know, I imagine you're not even aware you're carrying. Mm-hmm. They're just there, mm-hmm. you know, to, but to be able to um, free that and those repeat, those things are not repeated um, is, is such powerful, mm-hmm. such powerful work, you know, so that's I really take my hat off to you for working in that area. I'm sure it's very challenging at times. Thank you. Um, it is from time to time, but um, ultimately, I I do it for uh, myself, of course. But my son, um, I only have one son, and um, I I would like for him to live as free from any of my conditioning. <laughs> <laughs> or, or any that I can help him with uh, as much as possible and so um, yeah there there has been and I talk about it a little bit in another episode but yes there it, I've experienced it where um, I did some of the the hard work of um, I guess addressing a part that uh, I was feeling when I was uh having to really face some of the trauma and he contacted me because he was feeling this similar area in in his body and then I took care of him and he no longer felt it and that same day my mom also had it but worse because she had the mother's rage and so um, essentially uh, I was able to help us all um, move through it and not feel that pain anymore but yes it's it's a it's scientific it's in the science books it's in the studies and it's also uh, a great indigenous wisdom that has been taught um, to other indigenous peoples and i have been lucky enough to come across Mm. Um, another thing i wanted to ask you was um, since you connect with the family often i'm assuming um, how have you seen their transformation since uh, Emma's passing or since the film has come out? Yeah, I think it was a very powerful and frightening thing at times mm-hmm. for them to... Well, they were a very, very... Um, it was a very big thing to bring the story out into the world, mm-hmm. especially as it corresponded with being not too long after Emma had passed. Mm-hmm. Um, but what they experienced was the community of people that saw the film because we had a lot of initially a lot of dialogue so the whole family would come to the screenings with mom and dad Mm -hmm. and all the siblings and my brother and myself and our executive producers and we would be in dialogue after the film have a conversation much like we had at the film festival here in Guam Mm -hmm. and I think because they were aware of people saying how much it had helped them seeing the film, Mm -hmm. I think that that gave them a lot of strength. Mm -hmm. And it also um, confirmed for them the value of actually being courageous and Mm -hmm. sharing that story. Mm -hmm. And that the opportunity for people to be able to look at it um, was was worth doing, mm. and and also for them it was such a wonderful time for us mm. when we filmed, because 
we were going to places altogether that the family hadn't been to together. Mm. So they were having a very rich experience. And the healing that you see um, happening was happening. Mm. It's nothing as dramatised. It was literally, you know, as, of course, it's been edited, Mm -hmm. but it's it's the, you know, the true experience of them. Mm. So in some ways it kind of magnified the healing Mm. um, because they were getting a chance to actually watch it and reflect on it Mm. and then they all um, work in all sorts of different fields there's you know pastor Mm. um, they work in education and do some work in prisons Mm -hmm. so it helped them also look at how they'd actually developed um, some quite strong ideas about how healing could happen from inside a Samoan mm. or Pacific paradigm, mm-hmm. um, you know, inside that that way of thinking and being. Mm. And so it gave them that, I guess, a space to look at that. Mm. And you know, they're very they've got such wonderful parents, the Emma's siblings. They're they're real anchors, mm. and um, how. in in such deep respect by the siblings Mm -hmm. that the parents were also able to talk with them Mm -hmm. with that bit of distance you know not living it right in the moment that it's being filmed but a bit of distance Mm -hmm. so yeah I think it's um, I think it's been a um, it's been a very interesting process and we're now looking at how the family can start to take the film into a more grassroots, mm. um, community-based uh, experience. Yeah. So we've, we've been through a lot of the bigger distribution mm-hmm. responsibilities we have to our funders mm-hmm. and to our commissioners, mm-hmm. and now we can start to move the film perhaps a little more grassroots yeah. and uh, even more based around dialogue, and mm-hmm. that's the plans ahead. That's beautiful. I'm excited for that, and I hope and I pray that it goes smoothly and I'm, I'm sure it'll go well for everyone that comes across it um, thank you yeah thank you such beautiful and powerful work from you also so thank you oh thank you very much <laughs> you're very welcome um, I've, I've uh, I did share uh, of course the Instagram stuff like when they when, when Guam Film Festival shared uh, the picture of your film I, I shared that in uh, every time I'm describing it, I'm like powerful because <laughs> it really is. So, um, I I have uh, one more question. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, for for those of us who would like to see it, um, how are we able to have access to that? At the moment, it's um, being screened on PBS. Okay. So you can access it if you Google, you know, the program for PBS. If you're in different parts of um, USA, you can mm-hmm. access. Um, and then we'll we'll probably after that we'll probably start to look at how we can um, go the next step in terms of the community work. I know the family are really looking at how they can work a bit more Pacific wide. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, we we're sort of we're being distributed by a company in in the USA um, continent Mm -hmm. and is that the right term? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. So um, we'll also be talking to them about you know how we can get more 
more access following the PB, PBS season. Mm, beautiful, mm. very beautiful. So before we close out our conversation, I just want to leave you with one last question, not related to the film, but um, if there's uh, one thing that you really enjoyed about Guam, could you share that as well as is there anything that you would like to share with the people of Guam? I've been very um, privileged in my experiences here in Guam around the film festival in that I've got to meet um, such great people. Mm. Um, you know, just before I came here, I had lunch with Dr. Laura and, and that was, and her husband, and that was just a real honor to hear something of her stories and mm -hmm. something of the struggles mm -hmm. um, and something of the um, history, mm -hmm. um, the deep and beautiful history of the Chamorro people here and, um, and the renaissance that's mm -hmm. happening mm -hmm. um, of this vital and amazing culture. Mm -hmm. And I feel like I've just had a tiny glimpse at a vast treasure that's probably as deep as the, I know, <laughs> the as Mariana deep as the trench. trench. Yeah, <laughs> Mariana Trench. Um, and so, yeah, it's really been a, um, it's been a, a very invigorating trip. Mm. And I feel totally refreshed and very inspired. Um, so it's great to come to a place and get that feeling of inspiration and mm. yeah there's some just beautiful artists here and some beautiful thinking and yeah so thank you very much mm. thank you Guam <laughs> <laughs> thank you for hosting me and mm. um so so um generously mm. and um yeah I'm kind of I, I'm gonna finish my my little thing with a question to you okay. is you know you you work professionally mm -hmm. and um, and traditionally as a healer mm -hmm. and and you understand sort of some dimensions perhaps that many of us don't understand or mm -hmm. haven't investigated or explored. I'm, I'm kind of curious what in particular in Loimata, the film, what what was evoked in you as someone who's in that profession? who understands perhaps more deeply than, than, than us? Mm -hmm. um, well, uh, everything is energy and everything is connected. While um, our body is the physical vessel and while the physical vessel is what experiences the trauma first, you know, if we are not met with the community or the love or the support to help us to release that physical energy from the body then it affects the spirit it affects the mind it affects the emotions and then that has a ripple effect into our families and into our communities and so um what it really did was um inspire the the dream I have essentially that um, humanity 
can have this healing because there's so much trauma all around the world. Um, everyone's experienced it in a different way, shape, or form. And we don't have to keep living in our pain and in our trauma and um, unintentionally hurting each other or our environment. Um, the, things, uh, the thing about trauma is that, like, of course, we, uh, we in, in some way, shape, or form, cause harm to ourselves, maybe through addiction, because of that shame. And, and it doesn't only happen with us, it can also happen where we do that same neglectful thing to our families and to our environment, which is why we see um, so much um, disregard for Mother Nature um, is what I feel. And so since everything is connected, as we heal that part of ourselves um, that is traumatized, we in turn heal the whole because then it allows for that ripple effect to happen where we release this shame, we release this burden, and then we are able to accept the love and the healing, give and receive love from ourselves also, and then that just works its way out through, through the community, through family, and with our connection to nature, essentially. Mm, what a beautiful I'd like to write that down <laughs> it's Thank a beautiful um, illustration and, and understanding of how everything works together yeah yeah thank you that thank was wonderful you. thank you too thank you for being a guest on my on my podcast I really appreciate it thanks for inviting me all right everyone until the next time <laughs>